welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Hope, who will be talking with us about her book, My House, My Family. Welcome to the podcast, Hope. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate that, Dr. Carla. It's such a joy to have you. And for our listeners, your full name is Cynthia Hope Flinchbaugh. Did I get that right? You got it. It's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> it is a mouthful, and we'll just go with Hope. So hope before, works. Good, good. So before we get going, Hope, could you tell us a little bit about what makes you, you? Oh, I would say what makes me, me is first and foremost, I think every person, the family that they come from, the faith that they come from. As I wrote in the beginning of this book and the dedication is to my parents, uh, Reverend Glenn and Betty Keenan. And I grew up with parents who opened their home and their hearts to hundreds of sweet children and became their family. And um, they not only fostered, they adopted, they built a camp for inner city children and teenagers. I grew up with kids around me all the time. And it was a joy for me. And so that's a very big influence on my life. And as well as growing up, people came to know that the love of Jesus Christ was my normal. And I thrived as a preacher's kid. So I entered into the ministry events with them. I, I did not say, ooh, I don't want to do this. I, I thought, well, you know what? If I don't like the inner city, which they pastored an inner city church. And so it, that was tough. They built a camp. That was easier because I had horses and lots of countryside, but the inner city was tougher. So I would say yielding to the life circumstances that you're handed, that's important. That you learn to make lemons or make lemonade out of the lemons sometimes that life hands you. And I would say that's that's one of the big things. Mm, such a beautiful, beautiful background. And so I'm imagining that you were and their only biological child, but that you had all of these adopted type siblings were running around you throughout your childhood? Um, well, I was the oldest, but no, I have, uh, it was me and then my brother and my two sisters. So, and of course there was Melba and Melba had cerebral palsy. That little girl loved to bake. So she'd come in her wheelchair and she'd, she'd bake and laugh and cut up and make birthday cakes. And two little boys came to us. They were brothers. And the caseworker had said, these little guys they were pretty much inconsolable. And she said, they will take great consolation and comfort if you turn on your vacuum cleaner. And they were right. You know, as soon as we turned it on, they hugged that vacuum cleaner. We saw things that were hard to see, but we always kept the foundation of love was there. Like little baby Rosemary, and I'll never forget her. She was two years old, curly blonde hair, blue eyes, and came to us with these telltale bruises on her face. And at two, she was completely potty trained. So you knew it was precious to me to be a part of that, to have that as part of... A lot of times we feel maybe too proud of our educational backgrounds. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I mean, I went to college too. 
But I'm just saying that there's so many things that life experiences hand us that if we'll take hold of it and lay hold of it, it can become part of who we are and a beautiful part of who we are. Absolutely. Book education can only take you so far. Uh, Heart and soul tend to matter far more, don't they? (laughs) Yes, they do. They do. So my goodness, Cynthia, so your book, My House, My Family, and I'm looking at the cover right now. The cover in the image that you gave is so beautiful. I'm seeing, you know, multicultural, very beautiful cover. My house, my family, a girl in a wheelchair, you know, little boys on the ground, somebody else drawing with dark skin and very representative of different children. Could you tell us a little bit about what's on the inside of the book? Oh, sure, sure. It's important to me that each child and each parent, not just the child, but the parent will feel loved and accepted within his or her uh, family structure without paying special attention to the race, origin, or community, but to uh, actually understand that we are family and we're connected and it's good and to feel that there's a positive in there. A lot of times parents suffer a lot of guilt for whatever reason, maybe there was a breakup with the other parent, or maybe their parents tend to worry. I noticed that you did a lot of blogging on fear. (laughs) I saw your website, your blogs are so interesting, and I want to go back and read all of your archives. So, But I noticed that you did a lot on fear, and that was really good, because a lot of times as parents, it's like we overachieve, and we want to be the best that we can be. And my house, my family, it just It goes out to families who don't want their child to feel marginalized because he or she is deaf. And that, again, that reaches back to my childhood and a deaf child named Danny that I was very good friends with when I was very little. And my parents who worked in a camp that took in deaf children all summer long. Some children and grandparents would find this book rewarding because the book talks about grandparents who are parenting their grandchildren. And again, the It's not just for parents, but for teachers and medical staff and caregivers who would want to portray a a normal and happy family togetherness for a child who's physically challenged. And um, single parents, of course, and librarians and teachers who want wholesome reading times that promote family values. So in answer to your question, my goodness, this book goes into the single parent home, the adopted home the city apartment or the country house, living with grandparents, the foster family, which is covered by, quote unquote, living with new friends, the handicapped accessible home with a dog on the page and hearing impaired, and just an exchange of words and an experience of happiness for every family on every page. My goodness, what a wide array of situations of people, of topics. And it's interesting because as you're Speaking to me, I'm thinking of, I grew up in a large family, but very bubble, very much in my own bubble. So being exposed to a wide variety of things was not common in the little area we grew up with. And so you're giving people who, not that you know everybody's raised in such a closed bubble, but really gives people an opportunity, children, parents, caregivers, an opportunity to explore what different households look like through a book. And certainly just the cover alone is really showing us, my goodness, there are many types of families, many ways to look at 
a house at a family and what happens inside. That's true. And I mean, really hats off and kudos to Laura Aylesworth, who is the illustrator of of the cover and of course the interior of the book. She did a, a beautiful job in really representing every single family. It's it's a delight. It really is. It's a lot of fun to read. And I'm hoping you said that this will go, of course, to Familia's Publishing, and I'm sure they will link it to the CEO, Christopher Robbins, who will read the book to you online so you can actually see the whole book as he reads it to you online. My house, my family. Absolutely. And your book, of course, I volunteer my time for Familia's. So this is definitely going to Familia's, to Christopher, and to the Familia's audience because that's what we believe in. We believe in promoting the values of loving together, learning together, working together, all of those important values that you emphasize in your book. And I really believe that when you send this sort of message to families, it helps them feel more loving and accepting within the home environment, but also to be able to reach out and love and accept others. And so it sounds like that's the essence of your book is really being a messenger of love, acceptance, kindness, inclusiveness. Would you agree? I would. I would. And kind of what is surprising me, even though the book only launched this month, Dr. Carly, some of the feedback that I'm getting is actually from parents and from people who are therapists or psychologists. And they've had people in their office who pick up the book. They purchased the book, of course, for people in the waiting room. It's really surprising to me that parents are finding the book an endearment to their own heart because there's a certain amount of comfort there. And there's a togetherness that I think that the parents feel as well. What I really like about the book, though, is at the end, there's discussion questions. And it's, you don't have to go over every question. I mean, it's not like geared where it's the child feels put on the spot at all, but very simple questions, you know, like a family may have two or 10 people living in one house. How many people are in your house? There's a bird. Laurel made sure that there was a bird on every page. So it takes off and says, can you find a bird on every page? And of course you go back through the book again. And what's the best thing about being a family? And things that, of course, when I when I did my book reveal, it was to my three beautiful granddaughters. They happened to be here when my big box of books came, and I took it out and read it immediately. And they had answers, answers, answers. And their favorite page was the popcorn and movie night, because that's what they enjoyed with their mom and dad. And so it's a lot of fun. It becomes interactive at that point. And I didn't see a bird on this page. Let's go back and let's look. And so that's a lot of fun. And it should be. It should be fun. Reading should be fun. Take it from, I used to teach first and second grade. Absolutely love teaching children to read. If you look at the Familius website or on Amazon under C period Hope Flinchball, you'll see that on my author page, I have two books, Baby Babbles B and Baby Babbles CK. And it's all in teaching babies, not really how to read, but how to pronounce words like bye-bye, baby, bird, you know, and those things. So, but it's a lot of fun and reading should be, and it should be something that children delight in and enjoy. Absolutely. And books like yours give parents, caregivers, grandparents, the perfect opportunity to spend time with their little ones, cuddle up with them, 
and really explore in a very informal way these universal themes of love, of acceptance, kindness, caring for each other, communing with each other. And I do think that, you know, that's one of the most beautiful aspects of a book like yours, that it creates this natural sharing time. No pressure, just natural sharing. And I love the part where you say there are questions and spotting the bird on each page, where it also brings in inner interaction, curiosity, delight. Well, exactly. And if you, may I read a page? Would that Please help? do, please do. Okay. Now this, I just opened the book randomly and it opened up to the little girl who's in the wheelchair and she has a big white fluffy dog in her lap. And then the doggy on the other page is at her bedroom door. And it says, my house has ramps and railings. See what my dog can do? She likes to hide behind the door, then turns the lights off. Boo! And she's hiding down underneath a tent. So it's Uh a delight. It's so much fun to read. And the the little boy who is hearing impaired, he says, I'm told my house is noisy. Vibrations shake my hand. Since I can't hear, my family makes signs I understand. And on the page, very skillfully done, the mother and the son are signing back and forth, I love you, I love you, while the baby's on the floor banging pots and pans and his sister is scaring the cat with her little horn. They're making signs back and forth like, yeah, mom, I love you too. And so oh. it's, honestly, it's precious. And for anyone, any child who, and I mean, sometimes maybe you're not a child who is living in a family that prays or, and then of course there's a Jewish family in here. and it says. I like to live at my house. I know I'm wanted there. We start each day with breakfast and we end each day with prayer. Sometimes I say, I love you. They say, I love you too. We like to be together and do what families do. And then of course you. Oh, it's lovely. Now, I don't have a copy of the book, so I can't tell our audience. Is it a thick book? What age is it for? Is it paperback, hardback? Tell oh, us it's a little bit about. Okay, it's a it, no, it's a hard cover with a dust cover on it. And because it's a hard cover with a dust cover, it's 16.99 can be found anywhere books are sold. And like I said, Familius did a beautiful job. The book cover is is stellar. But this is a book of my middle name is Hope and I go by C period Hope because I want when I started writing instead of teaching children I went by Sea Hope because I want people to see hope. And when I write, it's sort of like my catchy little theme for people to try to remember who was that author that Dr. Carly had on about the family, Sea Hope. So I want people to see hope in families. But it's now, where was I going with that, Dr. Carly? I'm forgetting. I got totally lost on the rabbit trail of the Sea Hope. It's you're okay. Asking, we you were going- asking me about the book cover. And it's like, <laughs> book cover, dust cover. Here's a, yes. No worries. <laughs> So the age group for the book? Oh, it would be anywhere from two to 10. Two um, to 10. Yeah, yeah. And it's a picture book. So, and it's it's the kind of story that you can read in less than five minutes before bedtime. And uh, you can engage with the child and linger over the birdies on every page and linger over the discussion questions. Or if you've read it for the last 25 nights in a row because it's their favorite book, which happens, then you can read it and they're happy and satisfied and all those beautiful memories 
go through their minds as they begin to fall asleep. Absolutely. And reading in families is certainly one of the best activities one can do with little ones. It shows them love. It teaches through reading. It teaches through conversation, through the emotional connection. And I really love the part of your books where that it really emphasizes show, don't tell. The approach of showing, not just telling, do this, but really showing a child to lead with genuine loving behaviors. What are your thoughts on that? I think that they'll model what mom and dad show them. Mm. Like the little foster child, I really enjoyed that part because well, I didn't even tell you this. I talked about my parents taking in children. Well, we have two daughters who are from Burma and um, they're adult children now, but we brought them home and they were orphans and they came home as uh, refugee minors and came through our government's system legally. And they're a real blessing to our lives. And they see things that happen in our family, the same as a foster child would see things that happen in a new family that they're not used to. And I love the way that Laurel Aylesworth, the illustrator, had portrayed that foster child because she showed the mom and the dad and the foster child biking together. And they're Mm. like in this little dinosaur costume. And it's like, obviously, this little boy is into dinosaurs. And so they're getting into his world and not just trying to kind of cookie cutter him into their world. And that's, that's important that we understand the world where other children come from. You know, for example, Doina, she was an older child, I would say 14 maybe, and she, she, we're walking down the mall and suddenly she squats down. Now, mind you, she's from Burma. And I said, Doi, what are you doing? We're, you know, we're walking down the hall, everybody's walking by us. And she goes, oh, mom, I tired. I do this when I tired. I rest. <laughs> she just squatted down in the middle of the ball and rested. And that's, that's how they did it in her country. And we have to understand, you know, that people, when we welcome them into our homes, uh, we have so much love we want to give. And one of the best things we can do in, in loving our children, even if they're not adopted or foster children, even if they're own flesh and blood, is listen, uh, watch, see what makes them tick. What are they thinking about? What's going on in their world? Instead of trying to push our ideals and our own family structure, and we've got to go to do this and we're going to go to basketball and we're going to acquire and then we're going to go to here and, you know, to pause and take time and listen to what's going on in their little heart and mind. And that's so beautifully said. I'd love to repeat the essence of it, that when it comes to a child, whether yours biologically or through some other gift, the key piece is to listen, to watch, to see what makes them tick. And rather than pushing your own structure, your own needs, your own agenda, that is so beautifully said. Thank you for that. Um, I hope that is just beautiful. And again, just so beautifully said. Can you tell us as we start drawing things to a close, you spoke about caregivers, caregivers model, kids imitate. What do you think, other than the piece that you just said that I emphasized, what is one of the most important things? a caregiver can model for the child so that parents get in in sort of a nugget style, wait, as the adult here, I need to show, not tell. Oh, well, I would have to summarize, and this is a quote from the Bible in Galatians, 
where it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness. And there's no law against that, right? Um, showing love, joy, peace, kindness. Long-suffering is a big one because, for example, in the example that I gave with Joy squatting down in the middle of the mall, her American siblings were a bit appalled that she did that. <laughs> They're like, what is she doing? What is she doing? You know, because we have to show long-suffering with one another. We have to show forbearance. But those are all beautiful, beautiful gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those were words penned by the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians. And they're perfect because we can all stand to show love, joy, peace, kindness. And if long-suffering is too big of a word, then we can just show tolerance. <laughs> yeah. Self-control. Yeah, self-control. Self-control, yeah. Yes, Do not yes. hit your brother over the head with that book. It's not a good idea. Self-control, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I am so grateful, Hope, that you've shared your time with me, with us today. Where can our listeners find you? You can find me at hopeeditors.com. I also, I write books. If you go there and you, you fish around a little bit, you'll see that I work sometimes for publishers. I edit books. I write articles. I, I've ghostwritten, my goodness, 30, 40 books now, as well as edited even more than that. And I do manuscript reviews both fiction and nonfiction. And so we help people, we help authors experience the thrill of being a writer and being a new author. And I, I love to do that. That's sort of like my day job. What we're looking at now, my house, my family, that's like my, that's Hope's candy. I love writing for children. Absolutely love it. So this is what I do for fun. But what I do for work is I help other people become authors. And so you can go to hopeeditors.com. Excellent. Well, thank you. And I can definitely see the candy, the delight, the beauty in your book, My House, My Family. Thank you so much. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And if you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families, such as My House, My Family. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, shine, shine as only you can do.